It is with, the, with great joy that we celebrate the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. Very special day for us, extraordinary day for us, because not only that we, together with the church, acknowledge, proclaim, rejoice in the gift of Our Lady and the gift of her Immaculate Conception. But not only that, but we also are happy and rejoice because we as a community celebrate, still continue to celebrate the 350th anniversary of our foundation as a community of men who honor Our Lady under her title, the Immaculate Conception. And not only that, but also today, as a community, we will reconsecrate ourselves. We'll take our vow, again, we, the promises we made when we took vows. As a community, we will reconsecrate ourselves, as well as we will consecrate this whole hill, this whole property, placing it under the guidance and protection of Our Lady. And then finally, today, also, we have the conclusion of the year of St. Joseph. What else can we ask for? The Lord is overloading us with grace. Every part, every aspect of this celebration, we could say, okay, it's already rich enough. It's like you're having a banquet, but thank God we have a long time to participate in that banquet. Because it is, uh, it's not only for today in this moment, but it's throughout our whole life. In the first place, this celebration of the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception speaks to us of God whose love and mercy knows no bounds. Right from the beginning, why do we have this gift of Immaculate Conception? Why do we have this extraordinary grace that Our Lady has received to bear a son? Is because of the original sin, because of the sin. In today's first reading from the book of Genesis, we have the summary of what took place. The, our first parents said no to God because they distrusted him under the influence of the evil one. And to this very day, we distrust the Lord. Pope Francis speaks very often. He says that today's world, today's people do not honor God anymore. They do not honor him. They do not worship him. They question, they doubt, reject, introduce laws, different things which are actually contrary to the very principle of our Christian life, Judeo-Christian tradition. We continue with this rebellion, this trust. We wish to say to the Lord, well, yes, you are okay, you have revealed yourself and whatsoever, but there's something better, something different. And so what we have is today not only do we go back to the original moment of the transgression itself, but also to the moment of promise. God promises. Why did you do it? The evil one tempted me. Why did you do it? Because my wife gave me this. Why? Why did you escape? Because when we, when we sin, we are filled with worries and fears. Who told you, the Lord says to Adam, that you're naked. St. John Paul II in his Wednesday audiences on the whole theology of the human body spoke a lot about this moment, experiencing nakedness. It means there's something which is not right, something that needs to be covered, 
something that needs to be sort of protected. And the Lord is asked, why? Because of, of the sin, we're afraid of you. To be fear, to be worried, to fear God in a sense of negative way, not to honor him, the fear of the all, being all because of, of his greatness, but fear because of the consequences. And there, right there, not only do we have the whole, whole history of, of our sort of fear or distrust of God, but also the Lord promises right from the beginning, he promises a redeemer, now we known as the Proto-Evangelium, the first already uh, words from coming from the Lord who, who speaks to us of the promise of the redeemer. There'll be a son, God's offspring, Jesus, our Lord, our savior, who will crush the head of the serpent. Although the serpent will bite us in, the, in our, on our heel, which means we'll always be wounding us. And so the continuous aggravation, vexations by the evil one, which continue as part of our existence. But nonetheless, we have the power, we have the greatness because the the one who was sent, the, the, our Lord Jesus, is the one who crushes the head of the serpent. He cannot bite us anymore to destroy us. The, the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception reminds us of this truth, reminds us of this truth, of the, of the sin, of the promise of God, and then the coming of the promise, the fulfillment of the promise, which the gospel today speaks to us, the fulfillment by the gospel. The angel of the Lord came to a town of Galilee, to a galley called Nazareth, virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph, the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, hail, full of grace, hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. What type of greeting is it? Our blessed mother, confused, troubled by what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel says, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus. Jesus' name means savior, the one who saves. You'll bear a son whose name shall be Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom, there will be no end. How can this be? Over being overshadowed by the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. So the one who always was, the one who always existed, the Word of God, the Son of God, becomes incarnate, becomes flesh, becomes one of us so that God can manifest his beauty, his love, his tenderness, his mercy to us in a human form. So we can see how God is, who the Father is, because otherwise we did not know. Yes, we knew something of, of the Father because of the, of the revelations to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and prophets. But the fullness of revelation came through Jesus because he manifested fully who the Father is, his, his love, his plans for us. He manifests to us his, his resurrection so that we don't have to be afraid the forgiveness and mercy that is given to us. What is this gift where a lady is called by 
by the angel, archangel Gabriel, hail, full of grace, kekaretomene in Greek, kare, kekaretomene, the one who's in the fullness of grace, who can be, who can be a full, in that fullness of grace. The church throughout the centuries, from early on, all the way till 19th century, reflected on the significance and meaning of this gift of the Immaculate Conception. It's a gift of grace, the gift of mercy. This is divine gift that she received. And by that singular gift was preserved from the original sin, so that she may be the mother of the Son of God, but also that she may live a life without sin. And we know that. Our founder and our superior general in this wonderful letter, which he wrote to us, for the December 8th, we have what is known as circular letter. Every superior general on December 8th writes to us some special words. And he spoke to us today based on our founder and the, our founder's way of looking at Our Lady, especially at the gift of the Immaculate Conception. As you know, he was the one who somehow in his heart, he understood that this vision within his own heart the vision to establish a community under the title of the Immaculate Conception. He had this sense inside, inside of his heart and he wanted to, make, to realize it. But not only did he accept it, but the way he was looking at the Immaculate Conception, he said is based on what is called consequential reflection, meaning that you look from the, from, from the, the effects to cause. We see her life the way she was, Blessed Mother, how she attentively listened to the voice of the Archangel, how she lived throughout her life, how she cared for, for Jesus, how she lived a sinless life. And, and so he was doing a type of theology where it's, it is from the effects to cause. So we, that's the inference. But we don't really need as much you know, this theological reflection, although it's always wonderful for our hearts, for our mind to, 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 to reflect more deeply and to find joy and delight in knowing this. But we have the Archangel Gabriel who gave us this gift. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Hail, full of grace. We, as a community, were founded under the title, which means that no matter what we do, as long as we are Marians of the Immaculate Conception, we have to manifest, manifest this truth in words, in action, and God willing also by behavior that we live a life of, worthy of the mothers, mother of God in imitation of her, to have a pure heart, to have a pure intention, to have pure body, to have the purity of, of, of this grace that God gives to us. Nonetheless, we know we're human beings and this is why we call upon the Lord always to be merciful to us. And so here we have before us a special type of gift. How do we continue to manifest the singular gift that Our Lady has received as the, as the, uh, as the proclamation which was given to us by the church in 1854 the dogma of the Immaculate Conception pronounced that the, you know, the Our Lady, by a singular gift in view of our Lord's suffering and death, passion and death, by the singular gift through the, through the, through the suffering and death of, of our Lord Jesus, the Son of God, she was preserved from the original sin. 
And in this way, she would be able to say yes freely to God. She would be able to cooperate fully with the Holy Spirit. She would be able to manifest to us that it is possible for us to live a life of holiness and grace. This is what St. Paul says today in that second letter, in that we were called by God to be holy and immaculate, to be holy and without sin. Is it possible? Obviously, we're human, we're broken. We have, you know, the consequences of the original sin are still with us. And yet, this is our goal. This is the goal that we can attain through grace, through love, through mercy, through prayer. This is what we can receive because the Lord is giving to us. Every time we receive the Eucharist, what do we receive? The Son of God. We receive Him. We receive the, 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 that love that knows no bounds, that divinizing power that enters our very being, and it refreshes, renews, heals our memories, our, our soul, our, our body, all the evil that seems to perdure within us. But we need it. Why do we need it? Because we are becoming the very, very uh, presence, the very locus where grace is given for this world. You know, the Jesus is truly in the tabernacle. Yes, he's there. But when he comes to us, it's, he unlocks within us, unlocks goodness, unlocks forgiveness, unlocks all these things. We're the recipients, and the Lord gives us these, these graces. So we are to act on it. It's not just to listen, as St. Paul would say, but also act on it, or James as well, to act. Because we need to bring forth that which Jesus brought forth into this world. So we are to be altar Christus. We have to be another Christ. We have to be another manifestation of the divinity, the divinizing power, just like Our Lady was listening, hearing to the words of the Holy Spirit. And so this is the invitation. And it seems like a great invitation, but the Lord knows us and he knows that this great invitation is not something beyond us because we can say yes today and repeat it tomorrow and ask at the end of the day, forgive me, Lord, because I have not fulfilled completely my, my, my mission for today. I wasted time, whatever I did. I was not there, but at the end, and then we ask again for the grace, and the grace is given the next day. And then we have the opportunities to be united with him, to be transformed by him, because the Holy Trinity is given to us each moment. And, and we receive it, receive it through prayer, through reading a scripture, through all the pious exercises, through the sacraments. Finally, today, we have a special co-worker of Our Lady, St. Joseph, we honor him. We have the opportunity to get to know him a little bit more deeply during this year, and today is the conclusion of the year of St. Joseph. How can we be? He is a model for all men, for all fathers. Great model, how to give himself, give his whole life on behalf of his spouse and of his children, or in this case, of his child Jesus, completely. You know, he had plans, and the Lord entered his life and rearranged his plans. And, and he accepted those plans, completely giving himself. The model of what men are to be, the model of what we, as men, as fathers, or as brothers, are to be, in imitation of St. Joseph.
and also by continually asking him to help us, to assist us, because he has tremendous intercessor, just like Our Lady. The Lord gave him much, much grace and continues to give him throughout, you know, throughout this, you know, ever since he entered this world. We have here on the hill, on, you know, the Divine Mercy Shrine and, and all the activity that we have. We entrusted to St. Joseph right from the start. That's why when you come here, the first thing you see is a statue of St. Joseph. We entrusted this place under his care, under his protection. The church throughout its own history, including Vatican II, placed all the deliberations under the guidance of St. Joseph. And so we today, we, we can, at the end of this liturgy, we'll pray a prayer. We can reconsecrate, we dedicate ourselves to St. Joseph so that we be our part as the conclusion of this year of, uh, this year of, of, of St. Joseph. And finally, for us today, how can we today place ourselves at the disposal of our Lord and our God? We as a community will renew our vows. Perhaps all of you who are married, maybe you could renew your vows, marriage vows. Or all of you who have consecrated yourself to Our Lady or St. Joseph, you could perhaps briefly, even if you don't use the words, you use your own words and rededicate yourself, reconsecrate yourself. Allow that grace to come because he can change us. The powerful love of God will manifest itself in our life by keep on trying and, and, and longing for, for that divinizing power of God because he loves us. There's no way that he'll ever leave us untended. He's that good shepherd. He's the divine physician. He's the Lord of glory. He gives us all the gifts. He wants us to be transformed, divinized. He wants us to be sanctified, redeemed. He wants us to be saved. He wants to be justified. All those things which St. Paul describes as part and parcel of what the Lord has done for us. Maybe then today, as we continue with this sacred liturgy, first of all, we will be rededicating ourselves, reconsecrating ourselves as a community. And you all, all of you in your own hearts, if you could do it in a special way, whether you have consecrated or not, this could be the moment. You say, Jesus, I'm placing myself completely under your guidance. Blessed Mother, assist me in consecrating myself to you and to, to our Lord through you. Or St. Joseph, we have beautiful holy family, holy family that can take care of us. And then finally today, uh, at the end of the liturgy, we will um, sing not only the Te Deum Laudamus, that we glorify God, but also we will uh, sing our own hymn, reconsecrating ourselves through our hymn, that we are, we are Marians of the Immaculate Conception, and under her banner we wish to be. And this is how we wish to complete the journey of our life here on earth, so that we may enter the portals of the paradise prepared for us by God. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. 
If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.